remember the experience that you are seeking, the experience that you are seeking to avoid also. what you are aspiring after, what you are aspiring to leave behind. Let the thought and the emotion fill you so that you feel it even physically. body itself deliberately, not forcing it, just holding on to it while you are allowing yourself to be aware of the body. First the legs, like carrying on the procession, carrying some image or some There's no need to say, here it is, you just hold on to it and you bring it to different places. So hold on to your intention strongly and bring your attention to the legs and silently communicate. You want the legs to cooperate without commanding for the legs to cooperate. And you stay there with conviction that the legs will cooperate. And when you start to feel the sense of ease, Stability, comfort, then you carry on the procession of your intention, now to the arms and hands, 
Just let the leg, just let the arms and hands find their natural place, the natural state of tranquility. When that natural state of tranquility merges with the natural sense of ease you felt with the legs. Now you move to the torso. The back. Not commanding the back to be this way or that way. But just holding strongly to your intentions and trust in the intelligence of the body to cooperate. In conjunction with with the torso sensing its own sense of ease through that sense of ease you start to be aware of a sense of confidence also arising from the body When that same sense of ease, that same sense of tranquility is felt now in the torso, in the back. Now move to the head and neck. Let the mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural, natural state. The eyes, and as you move your attention from here to there, the very action of moving your attention enhances, if not at least stabilizes. Stay with that general sense of ease throughout the body. Let it continue to find its depth. And once the sense of ease has reached a certain level of depth, 
it naturally influences the breath. Becoming aware of this. Now bring your attention to the breath. distractions, no need to force focus, no need to manipulate the breath. Allow yourself to be sensitive to the guidance from the natural intelligence of the body, making suggestions to further refine the sense of ease arising from the body. Through and in conjunction with the awareness of the breath, when you bring your awareness to the body in the same space where you felt the body before, you start to be aware of a different sensation, still called the body. more subtle, lighter phenomena. And it seems to be superseding the previous awareness of what was the awareness of the body. Don't want it. Do not not want it. Just let it be. And the breath continues deeper into its own sense of tranquility. See if you can catch the sense of a sense, an awareness of a phenomena that connects the breath and the body. away the previous awareness, nor are you 
going after this new awareness. now, the only thing you are doing is holding your intentions as clearly as you can. Now, deliberately try to hold the flow of your awareness on the breath unbroken. So that intention, the intention to do this holding the flow of the awareness on the breath for a specific duration.
sense of ease. Let this sense, sense of tranquility be the platform upon which you will continue your meditation. So from within this sense of tranquility, bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your And think strongly again of your intentions, your motivation, why you're here. strong urge, strong wish to be guided. of the presence of your infallible guide in that space who
whatever, whatever it is. When you rely on him or her, you definitely achieve your goal. And holding on to whatever measure of conviction you have that indeed your personal infallible guide is in that space. Express in your own genuine way your gratitude, your reverence, and deliberately place yourself under his guidance, under his protection. After expressing your gratitude, taking refuge, showing your reverence, respect, know that you are the one holding yourself back. So whatever habits that you connected yourself with that created these obstacles for whatever reason you may have had in the past make a strong determination now to release them to let go reasons in the past that, to create these obstacles.
for some of these reasons. willingness to let go be strong and let your devotion to your infallible guide give you the strength you need the clarity you need whatever it is that you know that you're holding on to that you should let go of, but for some reason you find yourself not able to let go. Ask your infallible guide for strength and guidance. And for those that you're not aware of, ask for clarity. things that you need to pick up, the habits that you need to form, the thoughts, the emotions that you need to keep in your mind, the actions that you need to engage in, those that you know and those that you don't know yet. Make a strong determination to pick them up and again through the power of your devotion, ask for strength, clarity, guidance. Supporting and strengthening it, the other. When you move your mind 
it strengthens the tranquility, it strengthens your determination. The tranquility strengthens your determination. take you deeper into the meditation. embrace all beings. Begin by first thinking about those who are struggling with the same difficulties that you're struggling with. Aspiring for the same aspirations that you're aspiring after. And through this likeness, embrace them with compassion and with love. And let this love grow embraces everyone where you wish everyone achieves the happiness that they are aspiring after where everyone becomes free of the difficulties they are struggling with let this compassion and this love again act as a strengthener for your determination enhancer for the sense of tranquility. And now you have the sense that this meditation is not only for your benefit, This thought should not make you proud, nor should it make you fearful. Take a few moments to just observe the state, the state of tranquility, the clarity of the mind, whatever level of clarity you can discern, how you are aware of the body, the breath, the mind.
to return to the state at will. Now slowly bring your awareness back to the body before this tranquility. The breath. If you, were, if you were comfortable already, now make yourself more comfortable. <laughs> okay, stretch your legs if you need. <laughs> okay. So we are still on Mahamudra, uh, but it's not Mahamudra in the sense of uh, uh, it's not a scholastic kind of a Mahamudra. Okay, it's not. This is not for you to be able to recite uh, a lot of uh, famous authors who have written about Mahamudra. This is for you to have some experience of it, to have uh, an experience of what they were talking about, rather than be able to talk about what they were talking about. Okay. So I'm not going to be making a lot of beautiful quotations, but every once in a while I might get tempted out throw quotations here and there. Okay, but uh, just remember your intention here is to experience Mahamudra. Uh, I to we talked about uh, one of the methods of uh, gaining the experience of Mahamudra, which is through devotion. It's not just be lazy, let someone else do the job for you. But it's, it's a, you already must be someone of, uh, who is uh, predisposed, so to speak, to devotion. Okay? And if you're not predisposed to, de to, to devotion, don't, no, don't, don't beat yourself. Is it beat yourself on the head? How does it go? Beat yourself up. Okay, don't beat yourself up. Don't, 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 don't let that become a, a means for you to invite the demon of discouragement. Okay. Just tell yourself, well, this is not, this is not my path. This is not the, the, what I'm, uh, what I have accustomed myself to throughout uh, the millennia or the, the various uh, lifetimes that I've had before. Okay. But everyone, whether you're completely not a devotee or not, there's a, there are elements of, of devotion that you need for your practice. Okay. So you have to have at least a taste of it. Some taste of it. 
Okay. Now, the path through the path of devotion, what you do is you have a strong conviction, and this conviction, of course, is cultured. It's something that you cultivate. This conviction that your infallible guide will give you the experience of Mahamudra, and what you have. So your practice becomes a means of completely letting go of having to do anything to get the experience of Mahamudra. So, so just that explanation itself tells you that it's not that easy. Okay. Then after, uh, then through that experience, through that practice, of, uh, you, 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 you discover points and places where you are sort of like uh, holding on to uh, resistance. And you go to those places of resistance and you let go. And of course, this is uh, through that you start to do your own sort of like uh, psychoanalysis, so to speak. And you start to real. And you may, you may. It's not necessary, but you may uh, discover uh, uh, the reasons why you have you're holding on to to, to these uh, hesitations, and 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 just. Uh, shining the light of awareness on, 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 on those uh, points of hesitation will also release you from having to hold on to those, mo- to those hesitations any further. Okay. And then eventually there, there, there'll be a, there will be the moment when you're completely free of, of holding on to, to, uh, to resistance. I said hesitation. Uh, mix it up. I mean resistance. When you holding on to resistance, when you finally completely let go of all resistance, then you experience Mahamudra. Okay, and of course, it's, it's not. Uh, there's no way of predicting exactly when it's going to happen in terms of time. When it's going to happen, it happens when you let go of all resistance. Okay, it may happen this hour while we're going to meditate, or it may happen uh, in a few uh, years. It may happen in a few lifetimes. Okay, but. You don't, uh, in the moment of meditation, when you're meditating, don't think about the time, is, it will, the, the time it should take, the time it's going to take for you to have this experience. In the moment when you're meditating, you should always have, uh, uh, don't have any concepts of the time that it's, you're supposed to through this practice until you get some experience. Let go of all any, any notions of time, almost as if this time will cease to exist when you're meditating. And have within you at the same time, almost, almost holding these two thoughts at the same time, that you're willing to do this until another eon. And then at the same time, you're you're desperate to have this happen in the very next moment. Okay, so that's have a, a sense of very uh, a very flexible uh, hold on the sense of time. Okay. Now, uh, what will help with the path of devotion is not only when you sit down and bring on the emotion of devotion, but also what you do throughout the day. And you're supposed to cultivate the, the, your sentiments of, of devotion so that when you sit down to meditate, they will be uh, there ready for you to use. Okay? But eventually, you will find yourself 
uh, if you find your mind doubting too much, then the path of devotion is not for you. Okay? Then the Mahamudra itself is a kind of meditation of arriving. The object of Mahamudra is not something completely different than any kind of wisdom meditation. It is a wisdom, uh, uh, the wisdom, it is a wisdom meditation, but it's a particular kind of wisdom meditation. Instead of, of getting through wisdom to some uh, uh, outer object or, uh, or Instead of getting through wisdom through a meditation on an object which is objective, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> but rather, you're doing a meditation where the very subject is the object of meditation. Okay, that's that's the special quality of Mahamudra. That is the very medi the very mind that is doing the meditation is what you're doing the meditation on. It is through the, the mind that is meditating that you're gonna get through, you're gonna get to wisdom. An example of having an object through which you get through wisdom would be like, for example, uh, meditating on the emptiness of whatever. The emptiness of your body, the emptiness of the table, the emptiness of the cloud, the emptiness of something else. That's using an object. And also, I'm not going to confuse you anymore. <laughs> but the very state of meditation itself, okay, I have to make, make the distinction. It's not the mind looking at the mind, look at the mind, and then making the mind an object to a study. But it's the very state of the meditation itself that is, okay, sorry. Uh, if, 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 we, if we all spoke Sangsa, we would have different words for, for what I'm about to say, but we don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, the, the very meditation itself is the object of your meditation. Okay? All right. And the reason I have, uh, the ob word object keeps coming up uh, repeatedly, even though it seems to be contradicting itself, is because unfortunately we don't have any other words. Okay? So. So how do you go about with, uh, with Mahamudra? So there's an element uh, of devotion within the, uh, within the practice of devotion that is connected with, uh, with uh, it is called, um, for the lack of a better word, analysis, okay? or, or mere observance, mere observation. Okay? There's an element of letting go. You're supposed to achieve no thought, and this no thought doesn't mean. And and a lot of uh, the language of Mahamudra is very confusing, because sometimes the language doesn't necessarily lead you to exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So this no thought is not. Whenever a thought comes up, and you're supposed to smash it, and you're supposed to, you know. Uh, hold on to, uh, tighten your mind so, so that no thought arises in your mind. When I say no thought, that means do not consciously create a thought. Okay? Now thoughts will naturally come up in your mind, but not consciously creating the thought is don't 
take the thought and then let it become something for you to have other thoughts about. And don't allow yourself to uh, participate with the thought. Okay? Let it become just something that just passing by. Don't fight it and don't hold on to it. And in the same sense, there are other kinds of thought that are more subtle that you will be participating in, in along with the meditation that you may not be aware of. Like for example, waiting for the state of Mahamudra to happen as a thought, as a concept. You're not even, you're not even supposed to have that. That's when, that's why they have these incredible, beautiful, well, confusing uh, terminology in Mahamudra, like, do not meditate. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, don't have any sense of doing anything. All you are doing is allowing. That's what, that's what, that's what Mahamudra meditation is, is allowing. Allow the thought Allow, allow mind to think. Don't try to stop it. Don't get involved with, don't, with the thoughts that are happening. The, almost as if uh, you're abs, abstracting. abstracting. Yeah. Almost as if you're abstracting from the process of thinking mere awareness. Okay. Because as soon as, soon as a thought arises, the awareness of the thought almost as if they're completely uh, 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 no, completely molded, what's that word? Meshed. Meshed together. Almost as if you cannot, they're one, this one and the same entity. But at the same time, there is the sense of, I am thinking. I am doing this. There's a sense of involving, involvement in it. And that's why if the thought is painful, we feel pain. We feel pain. If the thought is uh, pleasurable, we feel, we feel pleasurable, as if we are in, uh, consciously engaging in a pleasure, and we are constantly engaged, con consciously engaged in some sort of pain. You're supposed to try to uh, extract the, just the mere awareness and just stay there and when the painful if a painful thought if a painful thought arises you're aware of, that's a painful thought without identifying with it you're aware there's a pleasurable thought without identifying with it and as you are just allowing them to be and not identifying with them then you, you start to experience the mind going sinking uh, not the sinking which is a the bad uh, uh, meditation obstacle, which is you know, the mind going dull, is a sinking in the sense of you feel, you literally feel your mind experiencing deeper and deeper levels of consciousness, deeper levels of awareness, or more subtle states of more subtle uh, states of consciousness. Okay, and these subtle states of consciousness that are arising, you are not creating them. And as they are arising, then the new obstacles come. The new obstacles come th that are coming. Uh, oh, I want more. Okay. Oh, I shouldn't want more. Okay. Ah, I'm losing it. <laughs> okay. So 
in the same way that you, you were not uh, uh, too excited when on what you might call normal everyday kind of thoughts were just you know, passing by, you should have the same sense of non-excitement when more subtle uh, states of mind uh, arising or uh, showing up. Okay. Keep the the, the term that the, the Buddha used was treat everything as if you're looking at hay, as straw. Okay. Hay. You know what they feed the horses. What do you do when you see a bale of hay? <laughs> you don't get excited. You don't say, take that away from me. Just, ah. okay. So in the same way, keep that state of mind. Okay. In general in life. And especially when you're meditating. When, when, and not just when, you're, when, when, you're con- when your outer senses are picking things up, but your, when your mind, when your inner consciousness, Inner sense, inner mind consciousness is picking up stuff. Have the same attitude towards them. Now, and eventually, you, uh, now this is going to sound a bit uh, weird, but then there's a level of awareness, uh, and as so, this is all the gross, no, not so interesting kind of mental phenomena are like here, and you're aware of them, and this sort of like pull you and you're able to let go and the mind as you let go your mind starts to sink and you start to be aware of more subtle more beautiful experiences and you behave the same way and then that allows you to experience more even more subtle things and as you your mind is going deeper and deeper the experiences become more and more beautiful Um, (laughs) maybe not always sometimes it could be very frightening okay (laughs) but your attitude should remain the same whether they're frightening, whether they are beautiful, whether they're very ugly, you just have the same attitude. Okay? The thing is that you can say they are more and more more powerful. Okay? And and as they go deeper and deeper, then that's when the there's a point where they start to be, you start to experience what are called levels different levels of uh, of I prefer that word, rapture. Okay? And even when the experiences of rapture are starting to take place, have the same attitude towards it. Treat it the same way you would treat the uh, bale of hay. Okay? And as it goes deeper and deeper until you, are, uh, what you're, until you get to what we're looking for, what is called the, 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 the basis mind. Does that make sense? The basis mind. Now, for some reason it sounds like it makes sense, but when I hear it, it doesn't, doesn't seem to make sense. The basis mind. The thing that, the, that phenomena, all those things that we were experiencing earlier are made out of. Okay, that's their basis. That's their common uh, element. Okay. So eventually you will get there. And as you're getting there, closer and closer to it, the rapture starts to get more and more intense, more and more intense. And you're supposed to have a, 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 a non-excited attitude towards 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 those, okay? And eventually, when you get to the to the to the platform, the basis, okay, that itself will be an extremely 
blissful experience. So there's no need for you to hold on to the bliss. There's no need for you to have, uh, you know, uh, it's like uh, a very stingy kind of set of mind. Let me, let me grab onto this bliss before I lose it. Okay? There's no need for you to grab onto it. You're not going to lose it. That's the basis. That's the. It's like that's what the mind is made out of. Okay? The only way for you to lose it is for you to lose your mind. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's very, very difficult to do. Okay? Wherever you are, unfortunately, there's your mind. <laughs> okay? So this basis is, is that the other things can appear and go, can appear and disappear. But this basis can never appear and disappear. And this bliss is not like the pleasant uh, experiences that you were having before. It's not things that uh, uh, depend on, on uh, uh, you know, some sort of good deed for it to ripen in, into, into a bliss. This is merely the very absent. It's like uh, you are in pain, in pain, in pain, in pain, all of a sudden the pain is gone. And the experience of the pain being gone is experienced as a relief. And this relief is very blissful. Okay? It's not a created bliss. So you don't have to worry about it going away. Okay? No, it's not created by karma. It is merely the absence of all those things that, 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 were, that, that you were experiencing before. Okay? It's not, it's not something that, if you, because if it was created by karma, one day you would lose it. It is the very, <laughs> it's just, okay, that, this leads to, to a, 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 some, 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 somewhat of a, a profound statement that you read, read about. the pain that we experience that we that 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 is that you no know, all these experiences that that come together that they call uh, samsara these are they're called elaborations okay so when you go out and elaborate and create then you get suffering you get this thing called samsara and if you just stay and not do anything they're very state of not doing anything, not elaborating, not creating, is experienced as bliss. Okay. All right. So finally, when you get to, when you get to this uh, to this platform, to this basis, then your job begins. <laughs> okay. Then you then you can then you can start working. Okay. And the work that you're going to be doing is to. This is where uh, real analysis will take place, and it's not analysis that you are that you are familiar with. It's not gonna, it's not, it's, you're not going to have very gross thoughts, holding on concepts, and saying, "Oh, what is this? Let me look at this." There's not going to be any of these things going on, but the sense, the the um, just a strong. For lack of a better word, I'm going to say an emotion. Okay, I, you can debate with me and defeat me on, on this, one, but uh, this is just a nice way of saying it. It's an emotion of wanting to know 
what is this? You're holding strongly onto this emotion. What is this, really? Okay? And while you're holding onto it, then, again, things start to arise again. And then whatever arises, you hold on to that same sense of what is this towards it. And eventually, something will come up, and you keep asking what is it, and that's the only thing that will come up. And that's what it, that, that, that will be Mahamudra, eventually. Okay. And it will be an experience where the very subject mind is perfectly blended <coughs> with its mm, with its ultimate nature okay. so it's not only the mind looking at ultimate nature, but it is an experience where ultimate nature is not separate from the mind looking at. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's so that's what distinguishes Mahamudra from other wisdom meditations okay other wisdom meditation there's only the appearance of the ultimate nature but in mahamudra there is experientially at the same time the direct perception of the ultimate nature while you are still having uh, that? a coloring if you will say of the mind Okay, and the reason for that is because once you get to the uh, uh, basis mind, it is very, 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 very close to the ultimate nature itself. It's very, very close. Like when you want to describe the characteristic of of, of the basis mind, you use a language that's very similar to when you're describing the ultimate. Okay. <laughs> if that was confusing, that's good. <laughs> that means you were thinking what I was talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, your job is try to not do anything and try to be completely, try to absorb yourself in just experiencing. No focusing on the breath. No. I'm going to be, sorry. Uh, I was going to, just what you just said just reminded me of, and I feel bad when I not remember the name. But it said, uh, don't focus and don't, don't focus. <laughs> 
really just completely let go of whatever comes to your mind that seems to be something that you can uh, conceptualize, you let go of it. Okay. What is the difference between the basis mind and ultimate nature? Yeah. Basis mind is uh, not, it has certain, what you might call, positive characteristics, positive in the sense of able to be labeled characteristics. And ultimate nature doesn't have that. The only, the only label you can give it is ultimate nature. And that itself is... You know. So there is a journey between reaching the basis line? Exactly. And dwelling in ultimate Yes, exactly. Ultimate exactly. And that's why uh, a lot of uh, yogis uh, warn us, don't don't uh, mix the basis mind for the ultimate nature. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, this ultimate goal that we get to, the, the ultimate nature, if your mind is not only seeing the emptiness and ultimate nature, but it's being, isn't that the same as Buddhahood? Isn't that you already? Oh, no, that's not the same as Buddhahood. Buddhahood has a lot of, Buddhahood has a lot of positive qualities. And by positive qualities, I don't mean like negative or positive. I mean but a lot of attributes that you can label. It's not only the exact experience. But the Buddha share that. But it's um, further than just um, an, an, like a direct perception of emptiness. Well, yeah, it, it, eventually that's a direct perception of emptiness. Yeah. But it's a particular, specific kind of direct perception of emptiness. A, 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 a kind of thinking to help you let go, now, have the experience of letting go, is you know, when the thought comes in and you feel yourself completely engaged in it, you're not able to stop identifying with that thought, is to, uh, uh, and then you start to fight that thought. A good method of stopping that struggle is to say, oh, this is. itself the basis mind mm. taking on that appearance okay and whatever you're experiencing even the sense of struggling oh that is itself that sense of struggling that itself is the basis mind taking on a, 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 an appearance and that will, just thinking those kinds of thought will help you let go and help you stop the, the habit of completely identifying with the expenses that are going on in the mind. Okay. And you might, and that will help, allow you to help you experience the, the sinking, the, the seeking. Settling. Settling. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's see if we can do a little meditation. <laughs> So you were tricked already about, <laughs> remember the first time you heard about meditation? No, as you're settling down, I'll do some little babbling. Uh, remember when you first heard about meditation, you said, oh, no, stopping your thoughts, 
and you try to stop your thought, and that was an, a very frustrating thing to do because you just couldn't stop your thought. And then you were told, oh, meditation has nothing to do about stopping your thought. It's, you know, it's directing your thought, and you try to direct your thought, and you felt that you know, I'm meditating. And now I'm totally telling you, stop your thoughts. <laughs> but now you have a different understanding of what that means. Okay. All right. So let's see who can be the laziest. <laughs> So, so try to have just the, remember I asked you to take to really take some time and just experience the state of tranquility. Just now recall that, and let the recalling of it bring you into back into that state. different ways you experience the body, the breath, this palpable phenomena that you call the mind. Stabilize this awareness. And you can stabilize it through observing five cycles of breath. And remember the attitude of mind of just allowing phenomena to arise without clinging to them. Just like you allowed the sense of the subtle body, the sense of the subtle breath to simply arise. So keep that attitude of mind. And if the body awareness wishes to cease, let it cease. And do not want the body's awareness to cease. Do not want the body's awareness not to cease. If the movement of the breath, which is to stop, let it stop. Don't force it to stop. Don't force it not to stop. the devotion part, bring the
presence of your infallible guide to the crown of your head. And with a strong emotion of devotion directed towards your infallible guide. of Mahamudra will be transferred. So you prepare yourself by begging for blessings.
from the state that you're in right now. And as you listen, just make the intention to listen within the state you're in. That your listening will not disturb where you are. will not disturb the state where you are. You will continue to experience whatever level of clarity and tranquility that you're experiencing. So now, again, bring forth compassion and love. those who are facing the same difficulties as you are, having the same aspirations. Let that be the door for compassion and love to open. Let it open wide so it embraces everyone, whatever difficulties they have, whatever aspirations for happiness they have. Let the love and the compassion, let it fill the space of that tranquility, the space of that clarity. suffering because of lacking something. Give them this tranquil state. of light emanating from you and these rays of light are the appearance of light but they are in actuality your love and your compassion
something that genuinely that you have genuine concern for something happening in the earth or not in your life whether it is personal planetary social whatever you have a sincere concern for make a dedication now to get out of this meditation but you're not going to leave behind your experience make a strong wish to relate with others from the experience you gain in the meditation Extensive retreats for a weekend, sometime a week. Did we do, ever do a 10 day? Never. But we did a week, I think, once. I wasn't around. We weren't around, we did a week? No, I, I've heard rumors of this, and I don't What? <laughs> I don't think it was a week. It was like no? five days. Five days? Yeah. Like an extended weekend, something like that. And one of the retreats that we sort of became a theme was the Hot Sutra retreat. Usanga uh, a retreat this time is going to be uh, a series of talks and meditation held here and that's coming up in July 17th, July 17th. <laughs> so uh, the last so the last three Tuesdays of July I think so the one before we teaching yeah yeah on 
days? 24th, 31st. Yeah. Okay. 17 and the other Tuesdays after that in July. <laughs> and uh, at 7 o'clock, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but around that. <laughs> okay, thank you.